am Mr. Keck, and I am a nerd, and I am joined by TJ, he is a nerd, and we are joined by Jared, he's a nerd, and we are the nerds and we're here to rage about an assortment of stuff, but a lot of it seems like sequels. Oh my goodness, my good lord, we are resurrecting the dead in the horror franchises, it, I doth believe. Um, I don't we'll talk, believe. But we'll talk about so. that a little bit more. But how you boys feeling? You boys feeling good? Well, I'm just glad it's Friday, man. I'm just glad it's Friday. Whoops. It's Friday? Is it? <laughs> it may not be for all I know the way this week has gone. <laughs> it's been a hell of a week. I mean, for, we're doing for... the show, so it's got to be Friday, right? Friday. Right? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> we are the nerds, and we're here to talk about some good old content stuff. Oh, uh, let's see, boys. We got some. Let's start with this because it is, it is not, it is not thematically with the rest of the content. So Chris Pratt has a nine-year-old son that he's taken camping coming up, and in this, as he describes, coming-of-age moment, he's. In these 10 days, going to make his son or allow his son to watch with him 10 movies that he believes his son should see. That list is as follows. Rambo, First Blood, Dumb and Dumber, White Wait, Fang. Stop, stop for a sec. Uh-huh. I got an idea. Yes? Let's go down the list one by one. Okay. And one by one, we can discuss. Uh, TJ has got a nephew that is around that age. Um, and me and you both have, uh, children. Let's take them one at a time and let's discuss whether we would let our child watch this movie at the tender age of nine. Okay. So first up, we've got Rambo First Blood rated R. R. Um, I don't think so. Not yet. I don't. I don't think t nine or ten, uh, which my son is ten. I don't think he's ready for that. Um, so I. But you know, to to go with Mr. Pratt here, uh, I think Chris is a guy who's got a good head on his shoulders, and there's probably a good reason he's doing this for a nine-year-old. Uh, me personally, uh, this one, no. At that age. T TJ, would you allow your nine-year-old nephew to watch this? Mm, not at nine. It is a movie, a quintessential movie that I think he should see at some point, but not at nine years old. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Then, then next up, we've got, and I, I mean, listen, my first child that's going to be nine is going to be my daughter, Charlotte, and I just don't think she wants to watch Rambo. <laughs> if, for whatever reason, she's like, she's at that age where she's like playing army commando and she's whooping everyone's ass and it just seems right, I mean, why not? But like, I just can't foresee that being something where I'm like, hey, baby doll, you want to watch a bunch of people die? Come on. So I, I think at this point, like for, for my nephew, I would let him watch the Rambo cartoon first. Oh, so he would understand, okay, like, he would, he can go, okay, that's Rambo, you know, and get that kind of understand, like, a little bit more who he is, plus it's a little bit more child-friendly, and then be like, you know, after a few years, 12, 13 or something, be like, okay. Here's the real Rambo. This right. is the Rambo that you need to see, and then let him watch that. First, second, and third only. 
Yeah, I don't count the everything that came after. Just kind of right, like next, Die Hard and oh. Indiana Jones. Next up, we got Dumb and Dumber rated PG-13. Um, I'm going to go with yes on this just because it's so slapstick and so um, you don't really have to understand it. The, there, There's a lot of plot points there that are good and 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 quintessential to the movie as, as far as what's going on, but I don't think a 10-year-old um, would get a lot of those. But there's so much kind of Jim Carrey, Jeff Daniels stupid that it would be funny. Um, and yet, like, they wouldn't pick up on a lot of the, like, I think Grant, like the parakeet thing. <laughs> they pulled his head off. Like, I, I, I could hear my son laughing his butt off at that. And understanding it's like, okay, we should not kill birds. It's a joke. And he would, like, I, so yeah, I, I'm Dumb and Dumber. Yes, I think I, I would. TJ. So um, he's already. Hey, look at that! We got a like We like the stream. So my nephew's already seen the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, so he's familiar with who Jim Carrey is, kinda. Mm-hmm. So I would let him see a lot of Jim Carrey movies. This would be one of them, just because of you know the stupidness of of Jim Carrey, or, you know his character. You know, throughout his movies, so yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with with him watching that. I'd probably sit down and watch it with him, and be like, "It's a funny movie." Oh yeah, you, you want know. the reaction? Yeah. So listen, I I've I've got a hard fast rule, and it involves I don't really want to watch nudity with my kids, so there's none in this of that in this, and then it's just stupid, just stupid fun. Uh, yes, there's some, like, sexual innuendos and references, but, like, that'll be over the kid's head, just like it was at me, for me at the young ages. Um, but, uh, I don't see any issue with, with Dumb and Dumber. Next up, we've got White Fang, PG. Uh, White Fang, uh, 100%. Uh, White Fang is a great story about, um, perseverance, survival. There are some moments in there. Uh, that are maybe not for a 10-year-old or a 9-year-old, but those moments are, I feel like I would, I would, I would take those moments as kind of a, because like there's nothing about White Fang that isn't a life lesson at some point. Um, so yes, absolutely 100% White Fang. As a matter of fact, I'm going to watch it after the show tonight. It's on my Amazon watch list. TJ. I'd make him read the book first and then watch the movie. There's a book. Very, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Very educational of you, TJ. Nah, Books are sure. always better than the movie. That's fair. Well, yeah, whatever. Whatever. If they want to watch it, sure. Cool. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really impacted one way or the other with White Fang. Honestly, it's never been White Fang's never been a sentimental film for me, so I don't care. You know what um, I remember the most about White oh, Fang, real quick? Yeah. They're being shot up in the cabin, and then the one uh, scout, the his friend, has that little mouth thing. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, we know they're not dead. Let's just keep shooting. <laughs> uh, next Ethan up, Ethan Hawke we... is that seventeen-year-old or whatever he was. He wasn't that young, but Ethan like he Hawk's looks young. Everything now, and his daughter. Yes. I, I didn't realize that was his daughter in Stranger Things season three, and now Stranger Things season four. Uh, who Which plays one? Robin? Robin, uh, Steve's friend that he makes at the at the mall. Uh, fast it just place. blows your mind, doesn't it? It does. It does. It does. Um, next up, we have Pee-wee's Big Adventure, PG. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. 
I don't know. It's it's hard for me to answer that one because on one hand, it's just like Barney or one of those other things, or you know, this a lot of it is totally innocent, but like we know, we know how Pee-wee turned out and what and some of the things he did, but like Pee-wee itself was just fun and entertaining, and I mean, even for me as a kid, kind of annoying. Uh, but no, I don't see any problem with this. I really don't because I, I think uh, most of I think most of the content is is for kids. Not that there's not some innuendo in there because they're always in with the cartoons because it's like Disney is like, hey, hey parents gotta have fun too, right? Wink, wink. Um, but no, I'm I'm cool with Pee Wee. TJ. Well, keep in mind it's not Pee Wee doing whatever he did in the uh, bathroom. It's it's you know. Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens. Uh, Paul Rubens. So, so you're not, you know, Pee-wee's fine. Like, I mean, we watched it at that age, so why the yeah. hell not, right? Exactly, and we never went at it in a movie theater by ourselves um, that you know of. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> nope, nope. Here's my here's my <laughs> I know you stole my bike, Clarence. I know Clarence, you are, but what am I? <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> Tell him Large Marge sent you. <laughs> That's actually horrifying. I don't know if I, that bothered me as a kid. I don't know if it still kind of freaks me out, Large the Large Marge scene. Okay, so That's such a know, dark, weird thing to throw into the film. I don't know why I hearken back to it right now, too, but like anytime anybody mentions Pee-wee, I go back to Family Guy. It's like, what do you think, Jombie? Make it like a high, make a God, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Give me oh, back man, my butt, Clarence! Go check it out. Give me back my butt, Clarence! <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five is Rudy PG. Um, you know, I, I'm... Oh, boy, I hate to even say this. I hate to even say this because I'm going to feel so bad about myself. And the internet, our nine subscribers that watch us are going to give me so much. I've never seen Rudy. I've never seen Rudy. So really? I don't know. I mean, it looks like I mean, I know the story. I know the story of Rudy, um, but I've never actually seen the movie. So based on that, I would say Rudy kind of from the story. And if the movie is anything like it, it's kind of like a remember the Titans ish kind of movie. And I don't mean that in a literal sense, but like the, the feel good kind of comeback story, overcoming adversity, you know, football things. Um I would still. I'm, I'm. I need to watch it. I feel so bad saying that. Uh, but yes, I would say yes on Rudy because I know the story, and it's got Samwise Gamgee in it. TJ. So I've never actually seen it either. Oh my gosh! Two nerds are like losing points on the nerd card tonight. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't have any problem with him watching it. It's a sports story, so it's not like, you know. Rudy goes crazy and, you know, <laughs> does something in a, in a, a bathroom stall of a, of a movie theater or something, you know? So, sure. just saying. What's going to be really bad right now is if Cat goes, well, I have seen it, and hell no, I wouldn't let him watch it. <laughs> I, I just don't have any strong opinion. Uh, Rudy just wasn't, Rudy wasn't a big, listen, I don't, it's not even my favorite football movie. So I get that there's like a whole generation that's like obsessed with it as like the quintessential, uh, quintessential football movie. Not for me. No, I don't care. I don't care. If, you, if a kid wants to watch it, I'll be like, 
but how'd you learn about this? Like, how do you know about this? <laughs> That's a relic of a bygone era. Next up, number six, Toy Soldiers Rated R, also starring oh, Samwise Gamgee. Samwise Gamgee, yep. And uh, um, 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 um. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton, yes. Will Wheaton. Um... I mean, listen, oh, listen to this right quick. It's uh, Sean Astin, Will Wheaton, Louis Gossett Jr., uh-huh. um, Keith Coogan, George Perez, Sean Pillen. Let's see. It's an all-star cast. Like... This is a great film, and Michael it's a Champion. very, 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 very underrated film. R. E. Ernie. Uh, Ermy. Ernie. I, I like. I, I like Ermy. I like Arlie. Arlie Ermy. Wait, what? Is, I what? love him. I miss him. Hang on. What was he? Who, who was he in that film? He was General Ed Craig. Okay. Yes. Right. When they come on. Okay. Right. Yes. All right. Great. Um, so funny story about toy soldiers. I did not know the name to the movie. I'm keep hitting my mic here because it's so low. Uh, I did not know the name of this movie for a long time, but I actually watched this for the first time when I was probably about 10 years old. Um, mortified me, thought it was great. Years later, come across something on Amazon prime and went, is that the one? Turns out we watched it. It was the one. Several scenes in that movie stick out to me. Um, Letting my son watch it. I'm borderline on this. I'm going to. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes on this because I feel like there are some life lessons on what to do if you are ever in a hostage situation if that makes sense Uh, man that may be not the best parental advice but um it's it's a good movie there's some elements there politically because you know why they take over the school and whatnot um but i i still think like it's i i I don't think my son would be entertained with it as much as i was i would still let him watch it i'm gonna go with yes tj so is it bad that I always get toy soldiers and small soldiers like mixed up? <laughs> TJ, so TJ, can I, say... TJ, can I be honest with you? I did too. Because every time you say toy soldiers, I keep thinking of the ones where it's like, uh, oh shit, what's his name? Tommy Lee Jones is playing yeah. the voice of, you know, that one like Army Colonel, whatever, you know, just. Uh, what's oh. the name? What's the name of the the peaceful the peaceful little monster? Gorgonauts people? Uh, or Gorgonauts? The Gorgonauts, yes! Gorgonauts. Oh my God, I want to see small soldiers again. All right, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's one of those. It's one of those that I I think that it would be okay enough for him to watch. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it, so maybe one of those that you have to sit there and watch supervised kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, I mean, but yeah, you know. And now thinking about it, you know, switch the screens back and you see the list again. I mean, if if you're gonna make it, if you're gonna let them watch Toy Soldiers, you gotta let them watch Rambo, First Blood. I think. That's, okay, it, I, I that's fair. Think, that's fair. I don't. I don't think the uh, the plot lines and the story. He'll understand. He's just going to see a guy running through a jungle shooting guns, which he may find fascinating. And then, you know, kids like taking their school back, which he may find fascinating. So maybe like, let's work on this Rubik's Cube, Dad. No, but I'll watch Small Soldiers. All right, continue. Uh, Next up, we have Red Dawn. Which one? (laughs) 
the I'm assuming I'm, I'm assuming the original with uh, Chris um, Pratt's list. Let's well, okay, that's a good point. Um, it's a bit complex, but uh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think I think so. I think because it's got enough action there, he may not understand the concept or what's going on. Um, but I, I, you know what? I'm gonna let my. I'm doing this. We're we'll we'll record it. No, maybe not. Uh, but yes, no. Uh, Red Dawn, hundred uh, percent. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go with Jared on that. Uh, you know, I think Red Dawn would be a yes. And you know, now I'm thinking about it. Like with uh, First Blood, Rambo, with Toy Soldiers, with Red Dawn. Yes, there are action movies. There's a lot of gun fire there's a lot of people getting killed but at the same time these are movies made several years ago where special effects were not near as good as what they are on squid game um true <laughs> so so like if you were to take those movies and show the kind of graphicness like they do on squid game i would say hell no but the way they are right now i don't see any problem with him watching them supervised yes but watching them nonetheless Right. Nah, I don't feel I don't feel super strongly about Red Dawn, so meh. But if the Russians keep acting up, I might just for a fair warning. So Putin, the ball's in your court. All right, next that up chick we from got... Dirty Dancing shot down a helicopter. Next with up, an M60. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next up, I mean, it's better than like them whipping out a pistol and blowing up something. All right, next up we've True. got Bloodsport. Kuma day. Rated. Right Kuma, Kuma say it. Absolutely 100% yes Um, Bloodsport is One of my favorite movies Of all time It's um, It's early 80 Well yeah it's 80s But like acting is not really good But neither is the Well I don't want to say the plot is But like it's strung together It's strung together pretty well You know there's a reporter he falls in love And there's you get to see you know Jean-Claude Van Darn's butt uh, one scene. Um, after that, he goes and he like kicks some butt, like martial arts extravaganza kind of movie. Um, uh, but there's not really a whole a short of the. Um, I think we have a uh, Chong Lee breaks a guy's leg. That's pretty violent. And this is another one I remember watching, probably about my son's age. Um, you know, Chong Lee breaks a guy's leg. That was pretty bad. Um, and then I guess he kills a guy later, but even that wasn't really violent. They just kind of stand up and you know, the official was like, <laughs> or whatever he does. Is this, is, this, is this the one where like the guy's golden tooth falls out and then you see the, yes. the guy, you know, and he kind of goes up there and picks it up and sticks it in his mouth and he bites and he's like, and then yes, yes, cleans up. Yes. The bl- okay. Um, also the same movie too, where like, uh, John Claude Van Darn's character, Frank Dukes, uh, is hasn't showed up on time and one of the promoters has paid one of the judges a bribe and he like sticks it in his gi and then all of a sudden frank walks in and takes it out of his gi and stucks it back into his pocket <laughs> which hey it's hong kong right um hong kong in the 80s no less uh no but Bloodsport, i think is, is um despite its violence it's very um the violence is controlled it's martial arts at its kind of purest form no weapons May the best man win. Uh, so yeah, I don't. Uh, other than a couple of scenes that are kind of cringy, there's not a lot of foul language in it. Um, so yeah, no, I uh, I think Bloodsports. Uh, I would give that a go. I'd give that a green. 
TJ. Uh, yeah, he's already into the whole martial arts thing. He takes uh, MMA classes. So, yeah, I, I'd let him watch Bloodsport just, you know, to see what tournaments should be like. <laughs> so uh, real quick, too, TJ, to your point, when me and TJ met, we were in the fourth grade. That's how long me and TJ have known each other. Fourth grade. My son is a fifth grade. You should well, put he, a year on that, Jared, because nineteen ninety four. There you go. Nineteen ninety four, um, and this movie came out. I think, and it was either the late eighty. Anyways, uh, but like, how 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 me and TJ like hit it off as friends is because we had seen Terminator, and Terminator Two, and Aliens, and all these movies that kids shouldn't be watching at that age. Probably at the time, we'd seen them all. Because our parents were rad, man. And, uh, but no, like, um, I, that's kind of what I hearken back to is like, okay, well, I was about this age when I saw it. So I turned out okay, <laughs> maybe. Bit of an alcoholic and a cussing problem, but hey. Uh, but no, I think that's uh, Bloodsport. Is, I, I remember the first time I watched Bloodsport was we were, uh, I was with my mom and a couple cousins from Kansas, and we were going to, um, uh, Disney Disney World and uh, it was on in a hotel room and my cousin Don who is two years older than me had seen it and he was like no this is great and I remember both of our moms were like this is a little too violent this is a little too violent and I was like ah, it's fine it's fine and then I saw the guy's leg broke and I was like that doesn't look like a real bone <laughs> Even at the tender young age, I'm like, they taped something to his leg because it was the 80s. They didn't have a whole lot of stuff. Bloodsport didn't have a great budget. Um, but uh, And then, the, the, by the way, that's also the first time I saw Killer Counts from Outer Space, which has traumatized me since. Um, but no, I, 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 I would uh, greenlight Bloodsport. Bloodsport's good. We're watching that Sunday night. We're having movie uh, night with Grant on well, Sunday, well, and I'm going to well, record well. it. Well. Uh, so, I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't stop us from watching it but at the same time i'm not gonna go out of my way to turn on though i will say i probably was nine when i first saw blood sport if not younger or slightly older and that's yeah. because jared and i have cousins on our dad's side uh my <laughs> aunt gilda and uncle dean and i would go and spend uh the night there on some weekends with with my cousin jake and they always I don't know if it was, I don't know if my uncle, I don't know if our uncle Dean, like he was just big into these movies or if it was his two older sons that were big into these, but they always had something actiony and bloody playing. I'm pretty sure I've seen, I saw Terminator 2 Judgment Day there before I should have seen it. Uh, Bloodsport, I think some Rambos were playing, like they had a lot of violent stuff playing on the TV, um, but they're pretty cool and I didn't turn out too messed up, I don't think. Did I? Like, comment, subscribe. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know if Cat smile messed up. It's ah! a smile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we have Crouching Tiger PG-13. <laughs> I don't think that's the true title. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon PG-13. Um, so I've hmm, I've seen it. Uh, I would I would not. Um, I don't have any opinions on it because I didn't like you know pay a whole lot of attention, but. Um, it's kind of the same as Bloodsport, but it's less less violent and Jackie Chan. So absolutely, one hundred percent. Was that Jackie Chan I before? <laughs> was that Jackie Chan or was that um, Cha uh, J J Jet Li? No, don't was it Jet? I don't think it was Jet Li. It was uh, um, oh God, what's his name? Christ. Ron Swanson, Tiger, uh, Hidden Dragon. It is. 
Let's see. Uh, Chow Yun Fat. Chow Yun Fat. Okay, yes. Who and Michelle Yeoh. Yep. Uh, uh, I, still, I, yeah, whatever. Still, yeah. It, okay. What I saw of it and what I remember of it, it was. I it, you probably could. Probably the only reason they made it PG thirteen was because martial arts. Um, because I don't remember anything like horrific about it that like I would have someone under thirteen say, "Oh yeah, hang on now, let's watch. You know, let's wait." TJ. Yeah, I I guess I haven't ever seen it. Um, it never spiked my fancy to to see it. So never spiked your fancy. <laughs> I was trying to think of words, and that's some people out. have their fancies tickled. Not TJ. Tickled TJ my, has to. <laughs> TJ has to have spiked. his fancy spiked. With never hard tickled my cider. fancy. <laughs> never tickled my fancy to see it. Um, it didn't interest <laughs> me to see it. Uh, apparently it's on HBO Max, so I can watch it at any time. But there you go. Um, but it's still like it's one of those <laughs> things where it doesn't. <laughs> where it's like it's like my fancy hasn't been spiked, so I'm not going <laughs> to see it. What could we do to spike uh, that fancy? <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is, uh, yeah, I haven't heard bad things about it. I haven't heard good things about it because I just really haven't heard about it. Like I knew it was made at one point and I knew it came out, but beyond that, it's just kind of like, Oh, well there's a movie. Um, so yeah, I'd let them watch it. And then I'd, I'd be like, all right, now tell me, is it any good? <laughs> Cause if it is, then I may want to watch it. That's what he would be the just, guinea pigs. Yeah. The... You put on, you press play and you're like, all right, I'm going back over here to holler. If you need me, let me know when you need to go poop. And you see, that's one of those movies too, where on the, on this list, like, I don't know if, I would consider one of those quintessential movies on on this list. Like, I would put something like Stand by Me or The Goonies on there, right? Okay. You know, yeah. or you know, literally any other movie. <laughs> but as far as this list goes, yeah, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I would put mm. an Ernest oh. movie. Hell yeah! Like scared Ernest, stupid. scared stupid. You know what I mean, on that ahead of a crouching meek meek um so no to crouching tiger if i'm making my kid watch a uh a um a uh what what would you describe it a chinese or film. a hong kong film uh that involves a lot of martial arts of actual martial artists doing the the legwork i i would pick kung fu hustle because I like that yeah. movie, okay, and yeah. I I would enjoy that, and it's got like moments where where some of it is kind of over over the top, goofy, campy. So it it kind of has like a cartoony feel to some of the violence. So it's not like just straight up blood and gore, which none of these movies are. Like uh, that those Chinese cinema, like, they, they do a pretty good job not being super gory. Um, but I do I'd rather do Kung Fu Hustle because I like that story better. It's just fun. Uh, it's just a fun story. You know, I mean, you could throw something like Big Trouble in Little China on there. It'd be fine. <laughs> like, you know, something that's not even like a martial arts movie, but it's just a good movie. I love I love Big Trouble in Little China. We need to I would love to talk about that movie. I love it. What about Big because, Trouble because that in movie, Little Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Because that movie is a uh, that movie's like live action anime before anyone thought to make live action animes. <laughs> Dude, it's so awesome. It's just it's just a video game come to life, but not based on any video game. You have the quintessential beat 'em up white dude trucker man, and then you have nonsensical <laughs> Chinese mythology and Japanese mythology playing out all around him. It's like fucking Raiden shows up. <laughs> and there's my Zac Efron for the episode. Thank you, thank you. Um, next up and last, we have Monty Python and the Holy Grail PG. Okay. Uh, hmm. Okay, well, I would not have a problem with him watching it. Um, I don't know if I would, like, in, in, in try to, like, say, hey, let's watch this, because uh, my son doesn't hold interest very well in things that he's bored with. And Monty Python is one, any of them, that you have to pay attention to um, to know what's going on. Like, the slapstick is there, the humor's there, but, like, if you blink for one second, it still tells a story, even though it's kind of goofy. Like, you could you could start on the movie at any point and be entertained by it because it's just so dumb. But, like, it's hard to follow from start to finish. Um, so while I'm going to say, yes, I would let him watch it. It's not, I wouldn't put it on my list of things to like, be like, Hey son, let's watch this. Like uh, I would put first blood ahead of Monty Python. And then that's, that's just me and knowing my son, uh, because I think I feel like first blood, he would pay more attention to not pay attention to, but pay more attention to than, uh, uh, Monty Python. TJ. I would let him watch it, but he would not understand it, not get it. It would be over his head, and he would be like what Jared was saying. He would just be bored, you know. Um, but yeah, I'd let him watch it. It's it's not a bad movie. It's kind of funny, some parts, you know. Well, that's fair. No offense to the Monty Python crew, but I think I'd rather show Mel Brooks movies to my kiddos if we're going to go uh, a, a fun route. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking, too. Exactly Blazing Saddles. Honestly, I have it on DVD. I wouldn't be against it. I just don't think that humor is going to land with them as much as it's going to tickle me. And guys... they can't and they can't then go repeat those words that they've learned now. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you guys seen the uh, um, it's on Facebook? It's the uh, 2022 version of Blazing Saddles and like or the TV version, like what could be aired now? Mm hmm. <laughs> well, OK, so if you've both seen it, I will spoil it for our audience. Google blazing saddles 2022 there you go see i'm trying to think i was like i know we talked about that last week but i'm pretty sure it was after the stream blazing saddles uh when you mentioned the blazing saddles thing i was like did we mention that on stream oh we didn't. yeah we, that's right it we was, did we did but we didn't mention it on stream it was afterwards no, but now it's on stream now it is all right uh okay uh, so uh, listen i i'm totally fine with on a camping trip of 10 days that you decide to watch movies, it feels like maybe you're not camping, you're kind of glamping, and that's totally fine. You're Chris Pratt, you have a lot of money. Arnold Schwarzenegger's your father-in-law. Now, <laughs> now, I will say, it's weird, it's weird how this, so I think he, I think he had worded it as like a coming-of-age thing, but I don't think it's necessarily, it's, as Jared has pointed out, this isn't, and both TJ and Jared have mentioned this, it's not necessarily a coming of age for, like, his son. I feel like these are movies that helped Chris Pratt when he was coming of age. But, like, these aren't quintessential stuff. Like, 
Yeah, someone threw out Goonies earlier. Why wouldn't you do Goonies or Stand by Me or, and stuff like that? Where yeah, there's still some, there's still some, you know, concepts there where like uh, I don't know if I want to see the kids see it, but hey, this is all part of growing up. You yeah. go out there, you find a dead body. <laughs> you know, here's, you know? here's the other part of it that nobody's talking about. As a parent, maybe it's like I'm stuck in the woods with these kids. Just so happens I have Wi-Fi. They're tired. I'm gonna watch Rambo. And they're going to watch it with me. And if they don't, they can play on their phone. I don't know, though. I feel like Chris, uh, he posts a lot of stuff on Instagram about he loves his kids, obviously. Um, but he's he's uh, from what I see, like he's kind of outdoorsy, like he wants to be outdoors. And, you know, he's uh, a lot of the poster him, you know, show, showing his son how to fish. And um, like, I just I. I feel like that's part of him as a dad, though, and I hate to, like, kind of glorify Chris Pratt. No offense, Chris, if you're watching. He's not. Maybe he is. Um, but, uh, like, I feel like Chris, like, this is his kind of way. I joke about Will Ferrell on film, about, like, that's, you know, Will Ferrell plays the same character in every film. I I've thought about it more, and that's just not true. Will Ferrell does Will Ferrell according to what that character needs. I feel the same way, except it can get kind of mundane with Will Ferrell. No offense, Will, if you're watching, he's not. Maybe he is. Um, with Chris Pratt, though, every movie that he's in, with the exception of the couple, uh, the couple, the um, uh, there's some he's done that's like they never made it to theaters. It's kind of like a, <clears throat> a B-rated Amazon kind of thing where he just did, I guess, between films kind of thing. Where he actually, I don't know, this is going to sound bad, where he actually has to act. He does a great job acting in all his other films. But, like, you know, they're like, hey, Chris, play a Western guy and use a Southern accent. And here's a beard, you know. <laughs> we, I, I think we watched, TJ, did we watch that one night? I where, don't remember. Maybe I watched. Anyways, anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, um, all the other things. Like, Chris Pratt is just playing himself and adapting himself to that role. Like, I really genuinely feel there's certain actors that, like, their personality is their personality. They're just adapting it to the role that they have to play. And I kind of feel like Crass, uh, Crass Pratt, Crass Pratt, I kind of feel like Chris Pratt is one of those people. He's kind of adapting his person to the character. Um and based on what I've seen in all those other films, like it, 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 it totally, this list totally makes sense. Taking your son fishing totally makes sense. Taking your son hunting totally makes sense. Going to church totally makes sense. Like it's just, I don't, I, and again, I, I'm gushing on Chris Pratt. And well, well, aren't we all? But like, I just, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of like, there's a lot of fathers out there that could take, a bit of what Chris Pratt does and say, Hey, these are ways that I can do. He's already given me ideas. Like right now, we just read off a list and I'm like, yes, I want to watch those with my son. <laughs> Chris Pratt didn't call me and suggest it. I read what Chris Pratt did on a podcast that I'm a part of. And I was like, Hey, that Chris Pratt's got some good ideas. <laughs> um, anyways, but, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, God bless Chris Pratt. Well, as is tradition of the internet, a lot of people saw this list when it was released on the Twitter sphere, and, and they out. got upset. And their their thing that they got upset the most with is that there's three R-rated films on here. Um, 
And I think we kind of discussed it. Like, listen, I, I think I think I would I would have I would be paused as a parent with uh, an R-rated film with a lot of amount of gore and blood with the violence. It's not so much the violence itself; it's just the the gore and the blood. And if I if I think my child could be like, ah, I don't want to like mess him up and have bad dreams. Um, but honestly, it's all movies. Who gives a shit? Um, but I, I will say this: like, if he had something like, uh, I can't think like, so if he had like Porky's on there, right? Like, I'm I'm not I'm not <laughs> on board with that. I'm not on board with Porky's. Yeah, I'm not on board with that family bonding, right? Like, hey, daughter, sit down. Let's watch these boys oogle some ladies in the shower. It's like, eh. No, like, I still remember. I still remember when I was in my teens and I went to the movie theater in Branson with our father, Jared, to watch a movie while my younger siblings went to watch the baby movies. I was an, I was a grown-up boy and I was going to go watch the first scary movie. And dad was right there as Marlon Wayans had a penis thrust into his ear. And I sat there and thought, well, I guess I can't talk to my dad anymore. <laughs> like, I, just, I feel like I've now forever changed the dynamic of this relationship. And he will never love me again. And I will never be able to look at him again. <laughs> so, so listen. It is one of those things where I don't want to. I don't want to go into a movie watching scenario with my kid and think, "Oh God, what have I done? <laughs> like this is awful. I don't so, need to see this stuff." I can't remember what movie it was uh, because TJ and TJ will. Uh, well, TJ was there. <laughs> I'm incriminating you now, TJ. So <clears throat> years and years and years and years ago, one of my friends who is a friend of the show who hadn't been on in a couple of weeks, um, Michael Kitten. Yeah. Where you been? So yeah. Maniacal Kitten, uh, back in like 20, we'll call it 15, sent me one of them like um, surprise boxes. Like a bunch of crap in it that's like from different movies and different nerd things. <clears throat> Some Pokemon stuff in there. There was something over here. But one of the things that was in there was a plush face hugger. Huh. And it has a big, like, big old you know, eyes and like a big mm, smile, just like strawberry shortcake face hugger. And, um, my son loved it and he was playing with it, playing with it, playing with it. And we had a gig where, you know, like I, I would, I would do, um, what's the movie with Stephen King or it's not Stephen King. It's, um, uh, Oh crap. He was in billions band of brothers, Damien Lewis, uh, uh, the, that Stephen King movie that he was in Dreamcatcher. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Dreamcatcher, uh, Damien Lewis's character, his actual character of Damien, whatever's, he's an American. But when the uh, demon alien gets in, he goes back to his British accent. And it's like, oh, hello there, how you doing? Ha, I'm going to get you now. I'm, you know, and it's like really, ha ha ha, you know, kind of. And that was the accent I would do with this face hugger when I'm pretending to get Grant. Well, one day he asked me what's that movie from. I was like, well, it's from a movie called Aliens. And um, he's like, can I watch it? And he was seven or six at the time. I was like, no, <laughs> not yet. Well, one night, probably two years. Let's see. Yeah, it was probably two a year and a half ago. Um, TJ was over and I had him on the weekend for whatever reason. And he was like, Dad, will you let me watch Aliens tonight? I was like, you know what? Okay. Because Aliens, I never thought was scary. I probably saw it at his age, too. I just remember all the foul language. 
Um, so I was like, yeah, all right, fine. Let's watch. TJ was there incriminating. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, you know what that dirty dog did? We were about, I think they got to LV 426. And I, he was like, dad, this was late a Saturday. Dad, can I go in my room and lay down? I was like, no. <laughs> no, 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 you cannot. You wanted to see this. You're at least watching until the. F- and so um, I think we watched until uh, the facehugger scene where they're in the uh, uh, the ER, not the ER, but the medical station. And Burke knocks one loose. And that, you know, we watched that scene right there. And I remember, like, even to now, like, every time I watch that scene, I'm still. <laughs> Kill him, Hudson. Kill him. You know, I'm still on the edge of my seat. And, like, we get to the end of that scene. I look over at Grant. He's like. (laughs) I was like, all right, well, you saw it. It didn't scare him. Fine. (laughs) I was it was I was so proud and let down as a parent at that point in time. (laughs) Because on one hand, I was like, man, I hope he doesn't get scared. But I hope it kind of like freaks him out a little bit. You know, on the other hand, I was like, good job, son. (laughs) <laughs> but he was just I was all excited because you know he <laughs> I was like, You wanna go to bed? Yeah, dad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I put him in bed and we watched the rest of the movie. I think if I had closing thoughts for this situation, it's this. He's the parent. If he thinks his son's ready to watch these movies, then let him watch these movies with his son. If his son doesn't like it, then great. But, man, people on Twitter, like, calling him out about being a bad parent, stuff like that. Ultimately, what we're condoning, like, what we're condemning, what you people are condemning is, how dare this father spend time with his son? What a jerk! (laughs) Like, what an, what an asshole like um uh, you know and I, I think i think with pratt too another thing is like all he had to do one time on twitter was like hey i go to church and like ever since then it's kind of like he didn't say anything about the church he didn't say anything about the pastor he didn't say anything about what he believes in he was like hey we're going to church this sunday morning god bless you and like ever since then like no matter there's always these people that like whenever he posts it could be anything chris pats were like hey i drink a smoothie today they're like oh yeah christ lover you know it's like <laughs> they just like I, there are certain people out there and this is both sides um that like no matter what they post it's like people just want to like hate and it's like the guy's just like trying to live his life and raise his son yeah he's a movie star but i don't understand why um stuff like that like it's like hey i taught my son how to fish you know, well, here comes an organization, I won't say their name, an organization who does not like the eating of wild game, we'll call it. Um, it's like, leave him alone. <laughs> I understand your point, but like, let him parent, you know, and that, that's how I've always felt with Chris Pratt, that he's very genuine in that fact. It's like, hey, this is what I want to teach my sons because I turned out okay and I'm trying to get them to turn out okay. TJ, tell me what you think. Would you would you totally give Chris Pratt a kiss on the nose right now? Because I I I'm, I'm thinking about it. No, like, <laughs> I have like the guy who wants to raise his kids the way he's gonna raise his kids. He's gonna raise his kids that way. So you know, good for him. Um, you know, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I uh, I kind of zoned out about ten oh, yeah. minutes ago. I talk too much. Sorry, sorry. 
and I started checking emails and, and, and was like, so apparently we're still on Chris Pratt. So, uh, yeah, he's a good guy, I guess. Whatever. Bang. I'm just going to quit talking. Stuff. Y'all finish out the show. Oh, well, I was going to say the next thing is Jared's Marvel Minute. <laughs> but maybe that's not what well, we wanted to. Okay. Well, this has been Rage You Nerds. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, TJ, Jared, any any final words for the peoples? Okie dokie. And we're ending this with mommy daddy getting a fight at the dinner table. We'll see you next week. Where's the outro music? Well, this is awkward. It's not getting any less awkward. There we are. <laughs> <laughs>